Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. My name is Georgia and I am super pumped to be out of the house today and to be joining you all here this morning. Um, Now guys, I need your help at home for today because I don't actually have a title for this preach Um, and SB will no doubt be asking me for one on Monday. So um, as I'm talking, if you think of a good um, idea for what this could be called, just pop it in the comments on Facebook and I'll go back and check them out. I have a theory in life that everyone is on your team. They just need to be invited to play. So um, consider yourself invited. (laughs) Um, Now, today is a really special day. We are concluding our month of prayer. And I don't know about you, but prayer in this November that seems to be never-ending has been an absolute lifeline to me. I have just... um, just felt like like prayer has just really carried me through this last month and have had some really beautiful times of worship in my house, of just prayer in my bedroom um, and just feeling super connected to God. Um, that is until I started preparing this preach and it was just like, like hitting a wall. Um, you know, when you go to pray and like all of your words just like fall down to the floor And you just feel like, Jesus, like, where are you? Like, where did you go? And um, it's just those moments of like, of like praying and praying, praying, feeling like you're praying against a a brick wall. And it's like, is this thing on? Is this thing on? Is this thing working? And I remember coming out and um, saying to my housemate, oh my gosh, I'm trying to prepare this this preach on prayer and I don't even think I can pray and um, and I don't know about you guys but when I get to this place I always remember what prayer was like in the 80s. So um, I had the, the pleasure of being a pastor's kid when I was grow- growing up and being dragged along to lots of really boring prayer meetings and um, and it was just like everyone in the meeting was like kind of downcast or angry And these meetings went on and on for so long. Um, And people were like really, you know, like yelling like God was a long way away. Um, Or they had really constipated looks on their faces. And and I always, I remember always sitting there thinking, there is no way I'm going to do this as an adult. (laughs) I can't wait to be an adult so I don't have to go to these meetings anymore. And whenever I feel that wall, whenever I feel that, that block, to Holy Spirit or to God, I always go back into into that thing of like, oh, is God a long way away from me? Can he hear me at all? And um, as I caught myself spiraling into my 1980s uh, prayer mindset earlier on this week, I realized, I thought, oh my gosh, maybe this is what God wants to talk about today. And then bang, as soon as I had the idea, the wall was gone. The wall was gone and the presence was back. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was a word of knowledge. I just got a, a really amazing word of knowledge of what God wants to um, of what God wants to talk about today. And um, 
just to just as a little teaching point, the a word of knowledge is like a bridge that um, God uses our senses, our feelings, our emotions to connect us to what He wants to do in other people's lives. Um, and so if you want to learn more about that, um, more about how to move and work in words of knowledge, there's a great book called The Happy Intercessor, which I really recommend. Or you can sign up to Sockham, which is our school of kingdom ministry that we are um, launching in January. So come along, get involved. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, so, it's a, so words of knowledge are a bridge to, to connect us to what God wants to do in other people's lives, which is great. Um, so what happens in these, when we experience these moments of separation and silence, when we accept them instead of pressing in for connection with God or taking the hard questions to him and to the scriptures, is that we start taking steps away from relationship and we start finding ourselves moving towards religion. And religion is like having an instruction manual but not having any product to put together. So it means that we're living from a life of theory rather than experience. And a great example of someone who pursued the presence of God through the wall of, of silence and separation um, is David. Oh my gosh, guys. If anything I'm saying is resonating with you, I just really recommend that you go to the Psalms. There, um, there are some ma- amazing examples, um, and one of my favorites is from Psalm 27, and I'm just going to read a little bit of that to you today. Okay, so this psalm starts off saying, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? When evil men come to destroy me, they will stumble and fall. Yes, though a mighty army marches against me, my heart shall know no fear. I am confident that God will save me. The one thing I want from God, the one thing I seek most of all, is the privilege of meditating in his temple, living in his presence every day of my life, delighting in his incomparable perfections and glory. There I will be when trouble comes. He will hide me. He will set me up on a high rock out of the reach of my enemies. And then we go straight to verse 9 and it says, Oh no, do not hide yourself when I am trying to find you, God. Do not angrily reject your servant. You have been my help in all my trials before. Oh Lord of, of my salvation, do not forsake me now. And he goes on. I, I, I um, don't have time to read the whole thing, but... A lot of scholars believe that this psalm was written in two different parts of David's life. And I completely disagree (laughs) with them. Um, I think that, that walking in faith and walking with God and trusting him to be your protector, there are those moments of amazing connection and what feels like massive disconnection, what feels like silence and separation. And so, so what does that, what, what is that? Like, what is that about? And um, I don't know about you, but I grew up believing that there was meant to be a barrier between me and God. I grew up believing that that was the way it was supposed to be, that that's the way that he created it. Um, because I believed that I was a sinner even after my salvation. And if that resonates with you, if your idea of prayer is something like mine from the 80s, 
um, then I've got some amazing news for you. <laughs> is that prayer is actually alive and it's real. And, and Jesus actually came um, to set us free from that separation. He, he came to, so that we would be connected, that, um, but we'd be connected to God at all times. Because what's incredible is that we were sinners saved by grace, but now we're saints. Because God had a great plan to take away that separation of that, that um, our sin brought in, that our shame brought in, that all of our imperfection brought in. And he had a great plan to hide us in Jesus so that we would be connected to him at all times. Now, I want to read out um, a scripture from Romans. So Romans 8.38 says, For I am convinced that nothing can separate us from his love. Death can't, life can't, the angels won't, all powers of hell itself cannot take God's love away. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, or where, if we're high in the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love that God has demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. Come on, Jesus. So basically, what I'm saying, guys, is if you're up against the wall of silence and separation, then then that's not supposed to be the way that it is. You're supposed to be connected to God all the time, whether you're, whether you're doing the right thing, whether you're not doing the right thing, whether you're saved or whether you're not. Um, God is available to us all the time. And what I've realized is when I'm, when I'm um, experiencing those moments of silence and separation, it's often because I'm believing a lie or getting a word of knowledge about a preach, but that's, that's less, <laughs> that's um, less likely. Um, but I, what I've realized is that getting free of that wall is so easy. It's so easy when you just come back to the truth. And when I, when I have those moments of just feeling so far away from God, I just put my hand on my heart and I just say, Jesus, where did I leave your presence? God, show me if I'm believing a lie that's separating me from you right now. And often there'll just be a thought come through my mind or there'll be a soft word that would just, it might just be shame. And I just put my hand on my heart and I'm just like, God, I just, I break the agreement I've made with shame right now. And I turn back towards you. And then bang, in an instant, his presence is back. I want to really encourage you, don't settle. Don't settle from a life that's separated from his presence. Don't settle for it because it doesn't matter where you are or what you've done. He died so that you would be connected to him. The truth is that prayer is a vehicle for fellowship between us and God. It is a phone line that is always connected. And you don't have to worry about getting yourself right or dialing right, the right number. He constantly has you on speakerphone. I um, This Bible my grandparents gave to me, it's kind of falling apart. It needs to... It needs, um, some transformation, but in my, at the beginning, at the start of it, my um, grandfather wrote this to my grandmother, and it says, it's from Psalm 139, 
and it says, How precious it is, Lord, to realize that you are thinking about me constantly. I can't even count how many times a day your thoughts turn towards me. And when I awaken in the morning, you are still thinking of me. At every minute of every day, he is on speakerphone. He is connected. He is right here. You can turn to him at any stage. When I'm getting dressed in the morning, I love getting dressed in the Holy Spirit every day, every day. I'm always like, you know, Holy Spirit, what should we wear today? He's like, how about, how about the red jumper? And I'm like, oh, the Power Ranger one. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> and <laughs> that feels really strong. And, um, you know, going, going through my day, you know, someone might serve me in a coffee shop and they might be a bit short with me and immediately God is there. Do you know what? They need encouragement today. They're really down today. And so instead of being defensive, I get to step into that and say, you're doing a great job today. Because he is my constant companion. He is constantly there. If I start to feel insecure in a moment, I just turn straight towards, straight towards the speakerphone. Holy Spirit, what do you say about me? And he is right there, constantly, constantly available, constantly thinking of me, constantly wanting to engage. And when you feel like you're in a conversation where you don't know what to say, Romans 8, 26 and 27 says, And in the same way, by our faith... The Holy Spirit helps us with our daily problems and in our praying. For we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how we should pray. But the Holy Spirit prays for us, us with such feeling that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows our hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying and pleads for us in perfect harmony with God's own will. Prayer isn't just something that we do. It's a state of mind. It's a being. It's, it's where we live from and to. And you don't have to get it right. You don't have to have the perfect words. You just have to stay connected. In those moments of separation, you just have to say, Holy Spirit, where are you? Invite him in. He is sitting on the edge of his seat just wanting to get involved in your life. Okay, so um, coming into close, I want to talk about how much prayer is alive. I, um, at the beginning of this year, was visiting my friends and family in Australia. And I don't know if you guys remember this, that this is actually 2020, that there were bushfires in Australia. Can you believe that was this year? What? Um, anyway, so... Um, I was I was travelling across the country and on my last night in Australia, I caught up with an old friend of mine from high school. Um, now, this guy was someone who I'd had a massive crush on. He was like, he was like that guy, um, you know, that one at high school, it's just like, oh my gosh, like he's, he's the one that I would just so love to date. And I remember when I was 17, he said to me, Georgia, I will never date you because you're a Christian. And oh, knife in the heart, guys. Um, anyway, and I, um, my response to that was I spent night after night on my knees in my bedroom praying for his salvation. 
um, <laughs> flat to convert. I think that's what they say. And um, anyway, I was, I prayed for his salvation for years, for, actually for, for about two or three years, I prayed for his salvation, um, you know, and then life moved on and uh, we just became normal friends and, um, and we've been friends ever since. And um, anyway, I, so I was catching up with him. We were going out for dinner. Um, I told him the name of the wrong pub to go to. So he took him a while to get there. And he was like, he sat, there, sat down when he finally arrived. And like, he's like, this is so Georgia Coy. Um, <laughs> he's like, will you ever change? No. <laughs> um, anyway, so I got to know our waiter um, in the meantime while I was waiting for him. And I was just having a conversation with him. And he turned to me and he said, excuse me, but are you a believer? And I was like, oh, when people say things like this, I always want to say something really obscure, like, yes, I follow the way. Um, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm a Christian. And um, anyway, and he was just like, you know, um, we were just chatting about God and he'd just recently given his heart to Jesus and all this sort of stuff and um, had a great conversation with him. But I was feeling, can I just say, like, I was feeling totally exhausted and spent like when I sat down for this meal with my friend, I'd just been all over the country. I hadn't had any sleep. Um, and anyway, and he sat down and he was just like about five minutes into the conversation. He said to me, Georgia, I want to talk to you about Pentecostal. And I was like, <laughs> Pentecostal. I mean, gr grammatically, that just isn't correct. Um, but... <laughs> I was just like, what do you mean? What do you want to know? And he said, well, I just had the weirdest experience the other day while I was um, reading a newspaper article. And um, I, was, I was reading this newspaper article and I, and I realised that I'd been saying over and over in my head, may the fires go out, may all the homes be protected, may all the wildlife be protected. Um, and he just kept on, he, he said he was making these declarations over in his head. And as he was reading this newspaper article, he realised that he'd been praying. Th this guy is like an intense atheist. And he was just like, I, I just realised that, you know, that I was, that I was praying and maybe, um, and maybe like that prayer is real. And I know that, that you were Pentecostal, and I don't even know what that means, but I want you to under, I, I want to understand what that means. And so basically, we just had this conversation that was much like um, this, this talk, um, talking about the difference between relationship and religion, the difference between, um, between, between the old covenant and the new covenant, and what Jesus actually died um, to set us free from. And it was, guys, it was the most beautiful, the most beautiful conversation. Um, but I will just be honest. When he said, can you tell you about Pentecostal? The first thing I thought was, oh, no. I was just like, I do not have the energy for this. I just want to sit here and just talk about ridiculous things. Um, and it's, it's funny. And then the guy came over who was like the Christian waiter. And I'm like, I hear you, God. Okay, this is what, you, this is what you're doing. Um, but I just, all of that to say that the prayers that I prayed 15 years ago, more than 15, you know, at some point, the prayers that I prayed when I was a teenager, God took them. It was like they were real. They were, they were alive. And God took those prayers and he said, ah, oh, I'm going to weave them into my plan. I'm going to weave them into my plan. Even though my agenda in praying those prayers was completely selfish, 
God took them and he's like, but the heart is good and I'm going to use this for my glory. I'm going to weave this in. When he, when he reads that newspaper article in 18 years time, he's going to, I'm, I'm going to use this prayer then just to, to talk to him and in, into his life, to draw him into my presence. Romans 8.28. So God uses all things, even the immature prayers of a 17-year-old. That's not part of the scripture. But for, for our good, according to his plans and purpose. So it is impossible for us to pray and have nothing happen. Absolutely impossible. And even when we pray things with, with our own agenda in mind, God takes those prayers. And he brings his harmony into them. And he looks at the span of our lifetimes, at the span of humanity, and he brings them in. He brings them in. Isn't that amazing that prayer's alive? It blows my mind. It totally blows my mind. Um, I, I just want to share an email um, that I received uh, at the beginning of our month of prayer from Lorna James, who is an incredible member of our community. Absolutely adore her. If you haven't met her yet, then please. Um, she's usually, actually, I bump into her all the time in Tuning Common, so maybe head down there. <laughs> um, now, Lorna is one of the most transformed people I've ever met from our community. Um, when I first met her, she was super shy. Um, and now she is like, radiating God's love like she's she's an incredible woman anyway she sent me this email and I'd just like to read it out to you it really encapsulates the heart of of what I'm saying today um so she said for over 20 years I've been living with the lie that the blessings in the bible applied to everyone but me and I also believe that I had grieved the holy spirit so so bad that he had left me and would not come back because of the mistakes I'd made I opened up about this with Robin Sandy Hooks, um, and they told me that this was a lie. They used their knowledge and reassured me that I had not lost the Holy Spirit and that the blessings applied to me also. It was like having my eyes open to truth again. And that night when I was reading my Bible, I felt all judgment slip away and believed newly again, like a child, that I am a child of God that he loves me and I am forgiven and that all the goodness and all the blessings in the Bible apply to me also. Woohoo. I, <laughs> I am so thankful to all, involved, um, all who are involved in running Alpha Course online, guys. Alpha Online changes lives, particularly Rob and Sandy who provided me this opportunity to break these chains. I also have to mention how blessed I was by Zeke's preaching on Sunday. It really hit home for me and gave me a way to move forward with prayer. I've always struggled with time for prayer. And when I did pray, I sometimes came up with the excuse of why it wouldn't materialize and why I felt negative about it. Um, and then I carried that doubt into my prayers um, and didn't think that my prayers would be answered because of that doubt. Hearing Zeke simply say the words, Spirit, we need you to move, as a, as a suggestion to the beginning of a prayer, had a knock-on effect in my life. I've been able to peacefully pray and enjoy what I'm praying about and feel reassured that God is hearing my prayers. 
I, I have been going about my life this week as a sweet, loved, blessed child of God, a friend of Jesus, and in love with the presence that is the Holy Spirit, and just a little bit of a prayer warrior. <laughs> How amazing is that? <laughs> Get it, Lorda. Um, I just, when I read that, and I, after I, finished, I experienced that wall of prayer, I just felt like today, God wants to strip lies away from us. He wants to take away lies that separate us from his presence. He wants us to be connected. And a lot of stuff we believe, it just, you know, when you say it out loud, you go, that's ridiculous. But we don't often do that. We keep, we keep a narrative in our mind that keeps us disconnected from the presence. And, and just like Lorna was saying here, like, like the breakthrough is here. The breakthrough is now. And I just want to say again that if you are, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you are not a sinner anymore. You are a saint. You are a saint and the grace is all around you in your life. You are in right standing with the Father. And if you don't know Jesus yet, then you are surrounded by grace. The phone is always connected. It is always on. And it doesn't matter if you don't have a relationship with him. He has a relationship with you. And he is following you around. He's, he's, he's pursuing you in your life. Nothing, nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing can. And I just want to, I just want to pray for us all um, right now, just as we close. So Jesus, thank you that prayer is alive. Thank you that you never forget your promises. You never forget the words that we say to you. Thank you that it's impossible for us to pray and have nothing happen. Thank you that you are pursuing us. Thank you that you died so that we would no longer be separated from your presence. Thank you that all the blessings in the Bible apply to each and every one of us. Thank you that prayer is easy and it's fun and it's accessible and it's liberating. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you that you see each and every one of us whole. Yeah, Jesus. Thank you that you've heard each and every one of our prayers and that you will continue to weave them in to our lives and the lives of people around us. Jesus, to anyone who's feeling the wall right now, anyone who feels disconnected to the Scriptures, anyone who feels disconnected to your presence, I just speak release over them right now in the name of Jesus. Would that wall come down? You have no power, no authority in these people's lives. I speak freedom, freedom, 
freedom that is real. God, would you bring connection into our lives today? We love you, Father. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.